Congratulations, we made it. 100 episodes. This is the 100th episode of Chris Apocalypse. Jesus. And all of the 12 listeners that have been with us since the beginning are here at the end. Mm -hmm. 100th run, 100 episodes, 100 episodes altogether. How do you feel? Do you feel you've learned something about, about, you know, your fellow man, about life, the universe? Um, nah, just feel a bit unctuous, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. Like, what do you feel you've got out... Yeah, I feel tired too. What do you feel you've got out of Crit Apocalypse since we've been doing it? Other than utter disdain for me. I mean, I've uh, got less money. Really? Well, that's pay £8 a month to SoundCloud, doesn't oh, it? Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Shit. Because they put... won't let you host friggin' vid audio for longer than, was it, three hours of yeah, audio? Yeah, yeah. Great if you're a musician. You might not put three hours of random songs up there, but if you're... Doing a podcast, if you're streaming... And someone can't friggin', you know, keep their opinions under 50 minutes for each thing... And you end up with two and a half hour long podcasts. Even if it was just you giving your opinions, it'd be longer than 50 minutes. No, no. No. no I'd, just, there's not even an explanation there, it's just no. I'd be succinct. You'd be succinct. Brevity is the soul of wit. Yeah. It means don't waste my fucking time. But wait, what about the rule of threes then? What? That's nothing to do with brevity is soul of wit. Well, you say that, you say that brevity is linked to wit, to wit, but then brevity in itself is succinct, to the point, shorter, you know. The rule of threes is that you repeat something three times. For the idiots. <laughs> we'll come back to that later. Anyway, and 100 episodes. 100 episodes into Crit Apocalypse. It doesn't look like we're going to stop anytime soon until the syphilis eventually gets to my brain and kills me off. So, in honour of that, let's start our 2018 end of year best episode. Yeah, it's a jamboree. So, what episode that we've recorded this year do you think is our best? <laughs> um... None of them. See, I purposely mock when I fuck up what I'm saying, and then it, it seems funny, and like I did it mm. intentionally, but I didn't. I'm just bad with words. But no, okay, so how do you want to do this? Because we haven't really talked about in order. Do you want to go game, film, TV? Well, you want to end with TV. Do you want to go TV, film, game? You want to end with game. Do you want to start with TV? We'll move to game, and then we'll go film. Yeah, sure. All right, okay, yeah. so... You should have just said that's the order you wanted to win. I'm just, you know, I just think since, you should know. Since you're so fucking determined. You should understand that's the order. <laughs> that's the order we've always done it in. Is it? Yeah. How many? We've done this four times now. Possibly. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, well, and since, you know, that's that's the case, since you're so determined to keep the format. Yeah. Take it away. Um. Oh, what, TV show of the year? Yeah, what's your favourite, what's the? What's your best TV show this year? You can also do honourable mentions at the end if you want to. Uh, um... Uh, Neighbours are still on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neighbours, home and away. Yeah, um, yeah. Wentworth. You know, <laughs> I don't actually watch Wentworth. I used to watch Prison of Selbrook H all the time. I have not seen either. Yeah, no, I'd probably say the best TV show of the year is was probably Daredevil series three. It was Ooh. fucking superb, and yeah. it was better than and pretty much. I mean, I'd, I'd probably say it's the best of the Netflix Marvel series, like up there with Jessica Jones at least. Yeah. Um, better than the previous two seasons of Daredevil. It was friggin' superb television. It was good TV. It was a proper focused, structured thing that went through all the characters, and it didn't have that thing that a lot of the series of the Marvel Netflix shows have, 
where they kind of feel like they're stretching out a little bit for the 12 yeah. episodes. This one felt like every episode had a purpose. It had went a for point. It, which the first Daredevil series did. First Daredevil didn't feel too slow. It, like, it kept... Each episode had a scenario going on, whereas yeah. sometimes you get those ones where there's not really much of a scenario. It's just stuff happening. Okay. And okay. I feel like a lot of the Netflix shows this year, the Marvel ones, were like... Like they were reacting to how people reacted to the previous series. So mm. they did stuff like um, Luke Cage was a lot more... Had a singular tone rather than switching tone partway through and it kept a thing it built towards something which you know we're probably never going to see um iron fist had didn't have a single boardroom meeting so that was that was a good start because when you think of iron fist what do you think when they made that first series now like, oh, what do you think of iron fist oh yeah boardroom meetings yeah because he's a businessman first and a martial artist next you know that'd be like you're doing a batman series and most of it is spent bruce wayne doing his business meetings and shit mm. which you know uh, uh, and then yeah. occasionally he does a bit of batman in sometimes he goes out and fights crime but most of the time he doesn't no, nah, stays in. Be... I mean, like some like Pepto Bismol because his stomach might hurt a bit. Well, the first series of Lion Fist had nothing. It yeah, just wasn't much. Second series was a lot better. See, I I would disagree when it came to Luke Cage. I liked the first season a lot. I think the music and the uh, villains, you know, they all worked very well together. It was a shame that they killed off. They killed off certain villains. I was saying they should have done those two as two separate series. Yeah. Uh, but but Luke Cage season two came back. Instantly, it's got an interesting new villain. It's got an interesting idea. It's expanding out of Harlem. It's not just Harlem now. It's the areas around Harlem as well that they're exploring. Um, my problem was that so often it would want... It would be like, oh, people like the villain because he's charismatic. Maybe there's a team-up with Luke Cage. And it's like, oh, come on, guys. They do team up. I know, but that's what I mean. I, I think the problem was they, they skirted too often the idea of everyone liked it when Luke Cage knew the bad guy before. Or everyone liked it when they had this... You know, they just, they couldn't really decide. It didn't feel like they had a definite ending to that series. That that season sort of meandered a bit. And again, it was... Yeah, they probably didn't know they were getting cancelled. Yeah, probably not. Um, it probably... <laughs> well, the guys who made Daredevil didn't know until they found out what we did. <laughs> um, it, it fell into the, the curse of the other Marvel series on Netflix in that they had a certain amount of episodes in mind and not a certain story. Yeah. And so they tried to throw stuff in there that didn't really. Because you don't like black people, though. Love black people. Yeah, you say you've been saying a lot of times that you can't. One look of my at them top five types of people. Five minutes without vomiting. Yeah. Um, David Walliams style. That show is racist. Which one? Big little Brit- little Britain. They had the two old ladies who would vomit whenever they found out something had been touched by a black person because it was because little Britain's full of racism. I don't watch it because uh, I don't watch crap. Yeah. Um, but no, I watched anyway. My, Daredevil, you fuck. Um, <laughs> Season three, yeah, yeah. No ninjas, no ninjas this yeah, time. Because ninjas, good. ninjas are kind of boring. They're faceless foot ninjas. Yeah, this this stuff that like that you can do the hand fine, but just don't turn every fight into them versus the a million ninjas. Do the hand, but say these are fifty members of the hand. Yeah, that's how many there are. They've integrated within the community. There are people that will well, be Whenever they to- did the bit where he was like fighting that one guy, I can't remember his name, the one ninja that he thinks he kills in the first series and then he comes back in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. that one guy, that was like, those fights were always cool and tense and it was yeah. like he was facing someone equally as skilled as Although him. Although the that. problem was they expect you to remember Daredevil Season 1 from 2015 and Daredevil Season 3. I don't know, I remember more Daredevil, Daredevil Season 1 than Season 2. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Season 3, just focusing on Kingpin, freaking having... Um, Freaking bullseye be really nicely tied into the story. Like he he wants Kingpin to do uh, you know, you know, um, ex- uh, not so much respect him, but sort of like he he sees Kingpin as like a guiding figure. It's like a father figure, yeah. yeah. Um, and then doesn't sort of realize that Kingpin's just using him because he's Kingpin. Mm. Um, that's what he does. 
Yeah. But um, they did like, yeah, it's just fantastic. Got nice and nice fight sequence at the end when they're all mixing up their freestyles yeah. together and smashing into things. And Vincent Donfrio is like freaking great. It's almost his best performance. You know, obviously um, his best one being the villain in Men in Black. I was going to say, that's um, actually a good performance. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, well, he looks like his face has been pulled by bits of string constantly yeah. for the whole film. It's, uh, your face looks loose and say, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fine that's yeah fine. that's great no um it's a good it's a great series I, I like it sort of ends off in a really nice spot as well where yeah daredevil's like the anti-hero that the cops are tolerating now like at the end of it they're like he's not daredevil that guy's daredevil and he walks off um never wears the red suit for the whole series they're like they they withheld having the whole i'm daredevil again now yeah um but the thing is is now you've ended it and they cancelled it and I mean, there's a possibility Disney could keep producing the show with the same people because, you know, it's still still going to be their money no matter what making this thing. It's not like Netflix were the ones who are solely budgeting this series or anything. Um, and it would, you know, having all those shows back on the Disney thing would be a, a good way of dragging people over, wouldn't it? Because you've got a series continuing on a different service and it would drag people over to the Disney streaming service. Yeah. I bet they put it on the Disney streaming service, and, it, and it's only in America, isn't it? And I bet it comes on the UK Netflix. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Just like funny. a fucking Titan show. Yeah. Oh, we're getting Titans. Oh, that's, out. that's coming on the 12th, isn't it, I think? Yeah. Mm. Apparently, everyone has said that series is way better than they expected it to be. I've heard the opposite. Uh, you're looking at bad internet. You're bad at the internet. No, I'm not. I, I, really I, read, I read from a lot of things. The majority of opinions have been have been middling to bad. And then there's been a few that have been very vocal about how much they love it. Yeah, you're bad at them. opinions. Mm. You're really bad. You shouldn't be doing a podcast, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Is this because of my opinion of Aquaman? Yeah, probably. You're not allowed to talk about that. Um, anyway, yeah. unless you my call it your best year. film of the year, yeah. <laughs> the film of the yeah. Year. Aquaman <laughs> has a, an octopus that's drumming in it, yeah? <laughs> film of the year. It's so bad. Um... Yeah, Daredevil series is free. Yeah. Best bit of TV. And I'd probably say close second would be she because I fucking love that she series. Okay. Gay as shit on television. It was fantastic. Yeah. I love I, it. That whole show was like friggin' like scientifically built to piss off angry nerds. <laughs> the film, the series ended with a fucking rainbow of friggin' t- a tidal wave of rainbows when all the friends joined hand. It was like a <laughs> rainbow tidal wave just washing the bad guys away. That's like, it's not subtle. No, I don't. Subtlety's overrated. I know. I know people who use context and they're cowards. Yeah, the subtext. (laughs) Subtext. Subtext. Yeah. Anyway, you review your. You you say what your TV series of the year was. Okay. Um. So, I stop looking over your Netflix history to remember what you watched, so you can pick one at random. I hate to. I hate to say that it's another Netflix series, but it is another Netflix series. My my series of this year. What's on TV now? Of then Arrow and Doctor Who. Yeah. Um. (laughs) My TV show of this year. It's going to be Bojack Horseman. Ooh. Season five, it was? Five, was yeah, five, yeah. It was really um, fucking good. It was incredible. So oh. I think I've I think I've picked Bojack, Bojack Horseman for my end of year favourite before. But, yeah, um, I think series three. Yeah. But um, we've moved we've moved beyond that. So animated TV in general is quite a weird format to pick for something like the, the storylines the story they choose. I think we've gone past the, um, the heyday of adult animated comedy stuff because Archer's been losing it a bit and... Yeah, but Archer's been losing it because it should have ended a long time ago. Possibly, <laughs> should have brought back um, Frisky Dingo. Uh, so when it comes to when it comes to um, BoJack Horseman, it's, it's somehow still tackling so many issues. Like every season, I think they've run out of things to say because they've dealt with most of the angst that comes with being an adult. 
Like, there's so many storylines, there's so many things that they do. No, you just don't season. understand how much a sad horse can go through. <laughs> um, and it's not just him this season. Hmm. We've got a few different changes for the character. Diane's going through a divorce from Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter's found someone that he realises is on his same level because... Hey, what was their name? It was fucking funny, wasn't it? Oh, um, God, what was it? Princess? Was it no, Princess? not Princess. No? Cause it's Princess, no, it's Princess Caroline, Caroline yeah. She has a funny name and it's like it comes up in the second episode and it's a punchline to a joke. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I can't remember. Um, but but yeah, so everybody sort of... Firstly, Mr. Peanut Butter's fallen into this thing where he's realised that um, every woman he's ever dated has been smarter than him and he's just basically dragged them down to make them these cynical, horrible, angry people as opposed to lifting them up to lofty heights. So he's finally dating someone that's sort of on his wavelength. Yeah. But then he also finds out that she's incredibly young. And that throws a spanner in the works for him. Um, and then on top of that, you got Bojack Horseman's dealing with, dealing with some of the ramifications. I believe it happened in one of the episodes where he, he had the opportunity to take advantage of a younger woman. Um, yeah. and she trusted him and he was going to use that to levy his position sexually, which obviously echoed a lot of the Harvey Weinstein stuff. There was a Mel Gibson stand in in this series. The Australian bloke who kept being a fucking prick to people, and he like went on and apologized, and he got really oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it. You know, it, it's it's all incredibly funny, incredibly intelligent comedy, um, and it just it's elevated by by its subject matter, by the way it handles its subject matter, the script writing. It's constantly funny, and it's constantly constantly finding new ways to use the whole um, human animal hybrid to make jokes. To be disturbing, yeah, yeah, just disturbing. It's a bit disturbing. Um, you love fucking animals. I do. It's amazing. Uh, but all in all, yeah, Bojack Horseman season five is my TV film, TV program of the year. I had a, bit uh, like a bunch of people got swept away by a load of semen. What? A lube. It was lube, yeah, wasn't it? Lube, yeah, yeah, the lube. Yeah, it's the asexuals. They uh, yeah. they were literally assaulted by their lack of sexuality. Mm. Um, my second, my honourable mention is going to be Atlanta season two. Uh, the Teddy is that Perkins. This year? Yeah. Is that this year? Yeah. I think so. Let me just quickly yeah, probably, I'm pretty sure it was last year. No, no. I think it was this year. Because Teddy Perkins thing was this year. Yeah, it's this year. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Teddy Perkins. Holy shit, is that a great episode. Take away your title character. Take away... Well, it's not a title character. Take away your main character. Take away everyone else. No, his else. character's called Atlanta. Yeah. Donald um, Glover is, <laughs> plays Atlanta. Main, take away your main characters. Yeah. Strip them down so it's just one character that that, um, that is played incredibly well by the by a character by a person who's going to come up with my film review, so we'll ignore that for now. But um, he goes to go pick up a very distinct piano from an incredibly creepy gentleman who is clearly a, a joke on Michael Jackson mixed in with a few other, a few other artists from the 60s and 70s. There's just so many horror elements that happen. It's probably... Prob- it's supposed to be honourable mentions and you're talking about it more than you talk about... Oh, sorry. It's probably the creepiest hour of TV that you can watch. Mm. And the fact it's longer than a standard episode and also completely breaks the format of the series is just great. Mm. So, Anne, your... Game of the Year. Really? Games? Games? Video games? Video Game of the Year. Video games. Even those video games are toilets and there's just it's all bad. Everything about video games is bad. You just open that on the mic and it's going to freaking crack in the audio. Bang it all up. Yeah, what's Fuck up? the audio. What's up? <coughs> what was your series of the year? Bojack Horseman. Yeah. yeah I forgot. Bojack um, Horseman. And honorable mention to it. Right, so Game of the Year. Game of the Year, Anne. So... so- Oh, this is where we have to pick out an indie game to make out that we're really, like, into obscure stuff and that we appreciate games that have one idea. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. 
No, you, that's what you're supposed to do. You got to pick out a game that no one played, like um, Detention or something. Mm. No one played that. Um, some some people probably did. It's on sale on Switch. Um, no, I'd say Game of the Year probably freaking um, God of War. I'd say. Yeah. Um, that came out in January. It did. <laughs> yeah. Um, God of War was fucking rad. It was a like that game like fucking they took a series which was just willfully ridiculous and indulgent and over the top and like it was just like male teenage fantasy masturbatory stuff that series was yeah um very much so and it never grew out of it and then you get this one and they've like they've aged the cat got straight or something you get frup all over my fucking no i'm hiccuping stop hiccuping you dare hiccup yeah, they they took Kratos and they made him a more mature character. Like he's had years to he's hidden away from Greece and he's gone to the Norse mythology land, which is just another place in the world. Um, and he's got a son now, and his wife's just died, and all this sort of stuff. And he's got to bond with his son that he never bonded with because he doesn't like forming the. F- <coughs> he doesn't like forming. Well, has she? There's a little bit delayed. <laughs> uh, she has died. She's very much dead. She still exists in the like magic She's super and fucking dead. But, um, yeah, he's, you know, it's just a really nice story. Father-son bonding shit and all this sort of thing and him gradually accepting him and then there's mistakes made and they go back and forth and they have all their little conflicts and stuff and it's like a really well-written, like, serialised thing. It kind of reminds me a bit of The Road. Um, like, you know, father and son issues going on and all this and, yeah, how, you know, they're forced into a situation where they have to hang out a lot and they never really did. And it's all, you know, it's good stuff. Um, like there's moments Charlie early on Swanson. where it's ridiculously difficult. And Charlie Swan's not in God of War. Um, there's there's bits early on where it's maybe a little bit too difficult, and but once you've unlocked a few of the perks and stuff, it you know goes like you. Pretty sure you can change the difficulty any time anyway. But yeah, I kept it on normal. It's also, it's also possible to sidetrack certain bits and then come back to them later. Yeah, but it's um, yeah, it's really good. It's it's weird. Cause it's it's like a big old open adventure world thing but it is very much like you're walking through corridor areas and going to little linked areas it's not yeah. like massive open fields like breath of the wild or something it's all it's very clever how they've managed to hide how they've kept like your locations nice and contained and everything yeah so um that's how it ends up looking so good even though it's an open world game like you do notice when you go to the um the main hub area where you got all the ocean you can see in the distance like the details dropped a little bit on the detail ob- on the objects in the distance but once you get close up to anything, it's like it looks fantastic and brilliant. Freaking voice acting's great. It's got Christopher Judge playing Kratos in this yes, one. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Who was who was one of the uh, Tilt in Stargate? Yeah, who was Stargate SG One? What were the things that lived in their stomachs? Well, he was the big. He wasn't a thing that lived in anyone's stomach. No, you remember that in in Stargate, the villains were the people who had the worms. No, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was one of them. Yeah, he had one. He had a worm. Yeah. What did he eat? Did he use his little mouth to eat? He didn't know one that comes out of his stomach. It was in his stomach. He didn't put, take it out or anything. Yeah, it came out. There was like a cross and it sneaked out. No one ever did that. that was yeah, stupid. they did. There was loads of people doing that in Stargate. That's what Stargate no. was about. Stargate was boring. Yeah, um, it was. No, nah, it's a really fucking good game. Like, freaking... The way it's like... They've, they've kept it as an action-packed, smacking game, hitting stuff game... But they haven't been tempted to take that route of turning it into Dark Souls like everyone, every game is nowadays. All action games are Dark Souls now. Yeah. They still kept it really action-packed and stuff. And there's a point 
party through. The game's been out a year. Fuck it. Like, you get the chains. You get the blades of chaos from the old games. Yeah. And suddenly you're like hooking bad guys and dragging them into you and punching the shit out of them. And it feels can, a bit more like the old game. Yeah. It's still, it's still like mostly one or two on one fights. Yeah. It keeps it all simple, but it's like it's still action packed, and mm. they throw particle effects everywhere to keep it all you know lively. Yeah, like you probably couldn't get through like the harder stuff in the game just by button mashing or anything. You're going to have to get good at the game. It's not like you know, the old God of War games where you can kind of just brute force your way through a lot of the conflicts in the old ones. Um, but yeah, like the difficulty curve does smooth out a bit, and it does get you that feeling of being really powerful by the end of it, where you're just trashing shit everywhere. Um, and plus, you, you get better at the controls as you go along because there yeah. is a lot to learn in the controls. There's a lot of little details, and you know, it uses pausing in combos, which is a smart way of making combo moves a bit more trickier and a bit more skill based. You know, rather than just smashing buttons, it requires you to pause sometimes before you do another attack. Yeah, you know, makes it a bit more thoughtful. Um, but yeah, just fucking fucking great. Here's and great. all the post game stuff's hard as nails. Um, sometimes you can like do some of the parts that you shouldn't do early. I managed to do one of the, you know, there's a dragon you have, there's a dragon you have to go and find. He's like supposed to be one of the four, one of the dwarves got turned into a dragon or some shit. And yeah. um, I went and did that way too early, and I freaking I just brute forced my way. I managed to make it. I just took it and just went for it. There was like one of the monsters you had to fight, and it was way too difficult. And I just did my best. I did that with the Valkyrie. I found yeah. the Valkyrie backs, and I was just like, what's over here? Well, yeah, they're not easy. No, you don't want to fight them. They're not. They're not nice people. Um, yeah, there's a couple of moments where you get a nice big sense of scale, like you get from the old God of War games. You still get the massive, great, big, yeah, like giants and shit. And you know, you get that whole the boss fight at the end is fantastic when you like, you know, one person's controlling a giant frost giant thing that you're fighting on top of and stuff, and you're mm. fighting another god and Kratos and his son are like comboing <laughs> attacks together, things like that, and it all becomes very satisfying. I think that. <sighs> One of the things that I realised when I was playing God of War 4 so many times during God the playthrough... God of War 4? God of War. Yeah. Yeah. God of War 4 was God of War Ascension. Yeah. One of the things I realised when I was playing it, hmm. because they released God of War 3 Remastered on PS Plus around the same time that God of War was released. Possibly. Um, what I'd end up doing is I'd end up playing a little bit of God of War 3 um, and then going back and playing God of War 1. Just to sort of... Um, not to detox myself from God of War, but just to add some speed into, like, gameplay and stuff, just because I often found that God of War, I'd be walking around, I'd throw my axe to find collectibles and things like that, and it would be really good, but it felt so much more like, um, like you said, Breath of the Wild is a great, a great comparison, because it does, it's not open world, but it has that same thing where there's tiny details that if you keep an eye out for, hmm. you find stuff, and then you get distracted, and you go and you try and do little quests and bits and pieces, but all in all, the game... It's so weird that you don't notice that scale as you're playing it all the time. Yeah, it's because it keeps you in corridors. Yeah. It's clever. It does well, the... it's not just corridors, like on bridges or in environments yeah. that seem enclosed. You know, they, they, they mix it up. So it's, I think to say corridors, it makes people think more of the Alien vs. Predator game from 2006 or 2010, whatever. The no, no, is. but it's, it's basically using, it keeps you locked inside smaller environments so they can just unload everything yeah. that you can't see. So and when then... it comes to being locked in, it's not like, not like genuinely yeah. locked in. It's like there are, you see outside, like the like the weird um, the fairies, the dark elves. Hmm. When you go to their world, and you see fishes in the ceiling, and you see this bright pink light blasting through. You never actually go out into like an open. Yeah, you world get a good sense of where you are all the time yeah. in that game. It's like it's always everything all interweaves around. Yeah, and you can come out somewhere and be in another little area that you were at earlier, and things. It's, it's how easy you get to grips with stuff as well. You know hmm. the little like underneath um, frayers. 
Yeah. Um, like witch's hut. hut. Yeah. You've yeah. got like the intertwining chambers. The amount of times you go back there and you're like, oh, I know where this is. I know where that is. And you sort of instinctively, you know where everything is, even though it's yeah. not like, it's not a simplistic area. There's loads of like ramps going up and down that interweave and things like that. But you still somehow you find your sense of sense of direction and purpose there. Yeah. Yeah. That's very good. The only thing I'd probably say bring it down a little bit is um there's only like probably about five enemy types you fight in the whole game. Yeah, it's not flying, much. Heavy, normal giant fucking trolls with a rock. Giant. Yeah. Yeah. You do get some but there's some you know, some cool bits in there. Yeah. But um yeah, really cool game. And you know, there'll be a sequel, no doubt. Who was the, who's the little head? Hem Hemdar. Fermier. Fermier. Yeah. Yeah. The little head makes it. Yeah. He's, he's so good. Dirty when he's label. speaking dragon. Yeah. He's messing it up. Ah! Oh, I might have accidentally just insulted his mother. <laughs> uh, I like the two little gay dwarfs. They're quite yeah. Cool. yeah. The brothers. Yeah. One's blue and one's not. Yeah. And they never tell you why. No, nah, doesn't matter. It's doesn't dwarfs. Matter. It's it's a mystical world. Yeah. Yeah. It's mystical magical world. Mystical Some really clever magical. parts in that. I love when you um find out they're supposed to be like, oh, we need to find the other side of this thing it's you know it's some sort of other world that we need to go to and it literally involves flipping the entire room over upside down like, it's the tree in the middle yeah the tree of I life thing the they need to find life. the other side of yeah. the root and it's like just literally grabs the whole world and flips yeah. the entire thing upside down it's nuts it's really good I'd love to see if they do another one I guess it's still going to be Norse mythology but because they, they leave you at the end with the teaser for four and they haven't explored four because yep. you kill his sons, don't you? Yeah. So um, I guess they're going to stick with Norse mythology. Well, that's the thing. But your there son, is... It hints at your son being Loki, doesn't it? Yeah, your son is Loki. Yeah. Yeah. But there's um, there's like a room you go into in one bit and you can see the Greek mythology, the Pantheon mm. and Norse mythology. But then there's like Chinese in there as well. And I think there's like an African one oh, or something. Really? Or um, Native American one or two, something else. But there was four of them. So there's four Pantheons that it mentions. Yeah. Um. But um, it's on like one of the giant scrolls on the wall when they're in, when they're in the room where they flip upside down. Yeah, so they're yeah. going to find the guy who travelled, find his treasures from the guy who travelled everywhere. You know when you go in there and he finds like the the um, goblet from Greece and he's like, yeah, and he just throws it in. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's been it. a long time since I played. He it. finds a um, tablet that's got like a draw or a goblet or something. It's got like a drawing of his story from mm-hmm. when he was in Greece. And his son's like, "What's that?" And he just like smashes it and so it's like, <laughs> nothing. Um, but yeah, that's God of War, friggin'. Fantastic friggin' game. Um, yeah. Well, it was it was certainly a beautiful game as well. So well designed. Not the camera moaning, you make Kratos smile finally. Um, yeah. Oh, the axe. The sound design in that game is impeccable. Yeah. I like throwing the axe in things and then dragging it back through yeah. other people. It's when you just, it's the sound of it landing in your mm. hand. That's that. It has that little. Yeah. It's it really good. It's really, it's really nice. I like it. Yeah. They should make 10 more of them. Yeah, they Let's should. put them on the Vita. Have you got any honourable mentions for Game of the Year? Anything that you'd say was also out there for you? Yeah, we're supposed to say indie games as well, aren't we? Well, if you've got an indie um, game that you've played in particular that you we want to throw in there. This, you know, um, Iconoclast came out this year. That's mm-hmm. really that's a really neat game. It's fucking fun. I have it, but I haven't um, played it yet. You know, and everyone's playing Smash Brothers, aren't they? Yeah, everybody's yeah. playing Smash Brothers. Superb Smashing Brothers. Did Mario Odyssey come out this year? Yeah. Was that the start of the year? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was... That's a good game, yeah? Yeah, it was all right, you know. It was all right. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine, whatever. But, yeah, it was yeah. Was that, what's that this year? Jesus. I think it was, yeah. It's been a long year. It has. It has. <sighs> okay, is it my yeah. review now? Yeah, I guess. Sure, right. why not? I'll go for mine now. Yeah, so yeah, my, my, game, my, my game of the year 
is uh, is going to be Fallout 76. No, it's not. I'm fucking joking. Of course I'm joking. No, no my game of the year is another exclusive, and again, on the PlayStation, uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man. Almost the exact same reasons that you think God of War. I love the mystical elements. Because you like all the Norse mythology. Great. Yeah, the Norse mythology. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's it, like when he joy- goes inside the giant lizard. I loved it. Loved it. Um, yeah. When the headless, the the head of a guy hanging from his belt spoke. That He's was got great. Doctor Octopus's head. Yeah, Doctor Octopus's head. No, um, so I don't want to speak too much about superheroes this year because um, that seems to be every year now that Marvel dominate the cinemas and everything else. Um, but it, it, the problem is that it's it's hard to go, it's hard to go through the year and in the year end not mention um, one of my favourite comic book characters being made into into finally what I think is probably the best Spider-Man game that's been released. Um, in terms of in terms of the actual the actual thing itself, it is Spider-Man. Spider-Man through, through. On the game it's boy. Marvel. It's been yeah, Spider Man on the Game Boy. Mm. Fucking what? I played that so much. That's the Mysterio one, isn't it? Yes, possibly. So fucking difficult. I, I played it for that. hours. Why don't I have that? Um. So anyway, so um. So yeah. So Spider Man on the PlayStation. Um. Released this year. It was released what September? Yeah. September this year. Um. So so a little bit later in the year. Um. And in regards to in regards to why I loved it so much. Peter Parker as as a character is great um, and Spider-Man is great and I don't think that they've really been captured in one media correctly in quite some time no Um, you've the problem with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man was that he was he was a terrible Peter Parker and he was a pretty bad Spider-Man because he was mostly CGI but he kind of had the quips right kind of had the attitude right at times yeah but Peter Parker is fucking that face I know I know but then you've got you've got going yeah, I'm back Spider Man. To... Oh, I've, what's that? I'm just going to say something to ruin your life. Oh, yeah. please come back. No. But then, but then we go back to Tobey Maguire. And the problem with Tobey Maguire is there's no problems with Tobey Maguire. Those Tobe... Spider Man films are perfect. Tobey Maguire is the perfect Peter Parker if we're going by the 50s and 60s comics or the 60s comics. Was it 67? The, the... He quips in those films. And then and then you go to but the problem is that he's still Peter Parker just in the costume because he's so good at Peter Parker he just doesn't do as well as Spider Man. And, but the films are almost perfect. It's long as nice outfit. Does one. your boyfriend? Did your boyfriend knit you that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. yeah so so in terms well. of in terms of so film, Spider Man the first one was the first one to gross a billion dollars, wasn't it? No. Yeah. No. Was it was it that or Titanic? Um, freaking adjusted for inflation, it's gone with the wind. But Titanic. Yeah. Spider-Man didn't get a billion dollars. Spider-Man was like something like 500, 600 million. Was like, it not the... It might have been the biggest opening of all time then. It was probably at the time. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, crazy. disregard that. We're talking more about the medium. So so Spider-Man the video game. It perfectly captures Peter Parker. Spider-Man 3 it, did a billion. Did it? Yeah. That's Spider-Man 3 is the most successful of those films. That's really insane. Yeah. Um, so um, Spider-Man. On the PlayStation. Marvel Spider-Man. Marvel don't, Spider-Man. Don't confuse sorry. people. Sorry. They might think it's another so Spider-Man sorry. thing. I'm so sorry. Um, so Marvel Spider-Man. So it did two incredible things this year. Firstly, it melded those two characters perfectly. We've got a great Spider-Man. We've got a great Peter Parker. Um, he quips when he needs to quip. He talks when he needs to talk. And in one of the DLCs, he talks with a mouthful of pizza. Hmm. And it is quite possibly one of the most charming things that you've ever heard. Um, the game itself, it plays exactly as you'd want this game to play. Spider-Man 2 was always... People were saying, Spider-Man 2, best Spider-Man game ever. I was slightly of a different mindset, because I didn't have Spider-Man 2 when it was released. Instead, I got got Ultimate Spider-Man as my Uh, first Spider-Man game, which isn't a bad game. It's all right. It's quite good. It's just got that 
fake web swinging. Yeah, that's the problem. It had fake web swing. In this, uh, everything... As the web tra- swinging in Spider-Man, Spider-Man works by, like, if you're above the building, you can't web. If you, as long as you're below it, he just webs. Yeah. And you web around. And Spider-Man 2, it was always... He can only web if there was stuff either side. Spider-Man 2, yeah, actually latches yeah. onto buildings and yeah. you actually have momentum and physics on it. And then we get this. Now, the problem with Spider-Man 2 is that they had a few moves so you could traverse areas where there wasn't any buildings, but for the most part, you avoided Central Park and things like that because it was hard to swing through them. Mm. In this... You're amateur. <laughs> in this, they make it so easy for you to, to traverse any distance mm. that you just... I almost never use fast travel. No, no, fast travel sucks. But in those other games, if there was a fast travel option, I'd be like, yeah, okay, fast travel. It's worth using the fast travel for the little cutscenes that play when you're in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's worth seeing some of those, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, but and in terms of the scope and scale, New York feels like a big city for the first time. Every yeah. other one of the games, it feels tiny, and like there's people that you can go and you can greet in the streets, stuff like that. Mm. We're it's, it's essentially giving us the best version of Spider-Man, going through some terrible shit, but still being the best version of Spider-Man, still being on the street, high-fiving people and giving people finger guns and stuff and saying hi. Mm. It's got all the weird costumes that you could expect. You've got all the different iterations of Spider-Man. At the same time, you've got villains and characters in there that are different from how they are in the comics or in the TV shows, but still recognisable. I know they completely just like just throws away the whole established, oh, this is the order Spider-Man meets certain villains in yeah, and all that sort of stuff, because that's one of these things the nerds get, in, they get upset about is when you do... You do like, oh, there's a Batman story or something and he's not met the Joker yet or something. Yeah. It's like, get over it. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, do it later. Whatever. Like, or, you know, he, he gets Robin in his first year or something. Like, who cares? Yeah. Just I do think, it different. I think that is the difference between DC and Marvel because Marvel didn't destroy all their universes. They well, had that event recently. When they recently. reset Marvel for Ultimate Universe, the f- all they did, to me, it felt like in a lot of the Ultimate comics was they were rushing really hard to re-establish every villain you already knew and they weren't making new ones up. Kinda. They had a chance to do new stuff and they didn't. Yeah, they but changed... But this one, this Spider-Man game, like, it goes, right, we're going to... Spider-Man's been around for, like, what, 10 years by this point or something like that? And he hasn't met Dr. Octopus yet. He hasn't met Green Goblin. Well, he's met... Venom hasn't, has, hasn't happened. He's yet. met a lot of these people, but they don't exist not... as villains. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as far as you can tell from the game, his main villain problems has been Scorpion, Lizard... Yeah. And Tombstone. And Shocker. Tombstone of all people, Shocker, yeah. Well, Tombstone doesn't even, like, it doesn't seem like they've interacted that often. No. Tombstone, when you have that fight with Tombstone, the big one. Yeah. Such a good fight. Yeah, yeah. Whoever thought a game about Spider-Man where web swinging is one of the best assets it has would put you in a garage and you'd be like, this is fucking great. I love this. It's the only boss, the only bit of um, boss fight footage I used in my video on it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't use anything else spoilery, but I kept that in there because I wanted to show the, the fucking... dodging, because it's all about the dodging and the yeah, weaving. It's all about. It. it's all about... The Arkham Asylum combat in that section, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just in, in terms of Arkham in, Asylum, <laughs> in terms of in terms of a video game about a superhero, I've never quite quite felt like I am that superhero. Batman Arkham Asylum came close, but the Not problem even was in Superman Returns when you get to wreck the fucking entire street <laughs> up by flying that's down. That's true. It. That's true. That was pretty good. You can fly and turn the camera around. Ultimate cars destruction. Swinging around behind Ultimate you. destruction. The Hulk game came yeah. close. Yeah. But um, but no, I've never felt like I'm actually the superhero. That there are stakes to what you do, mm. like decisions you make. There is weight to decisions you make. In quite possibly one of the most heartbreaking scenes in the game, you you say goodbye to someone that, regardless of whether or not you're familiar with the character in the game, there's there's yeah, the enough the history. Pun the guy with the pigeons. Yeah, there's enough yeah. history there that you recognise the the weight that person carries within the universe. A lot of stuff like um, you help a homeless lady out at the start, and she's always yeah. at the homeless shelter, and you can chat to her, and yeah. she's got a little story that goes along. Yeah. Um, there's the two people who sit there playing chess all the time and yeah. 
All that like little little characters have stories and he interacts Miles with them. Miles Morales is in there. Yeah. Introduced in quite possibly the best possible way I've seen Miles Morales introduced into something. Because mm. in the new Ultimate Universe, he just sort of appears and they're like, oh, like you're Miles Morales. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like in it for like a couple of issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, isn't he, before Peter Parker dies, isn't he? No, he basically... I know he gets bitten by a spider that's been genetically engineered yeah. to... Like, have Peter Parker's blood or some shit in it. And no, no, no. So... Like, reenact his DNA so they can recreate Spider-Man. It's a weird one. So, in the... In the... Um, in the Ultimate Universe, basically, the spider that bites him is is something that Prowler accidentally finds in a secondary test lab. Yeah. So, it's like one of the old... Old... Um, hi- not hives. Nests that they had that the spider Peter Parker got bitten by. Yeah. They've essentially been breeding and growing in there. So he never intended to steal the spider. He didn't realise the spider was one of the assets they wanted him to grab. So when he went and collected the other stuff, the spider latched onto the box he was taking away. Because it was a hive had broken, all the nests, sorry. Um, and then Miles Morales got bit by it, and then Miles Morales slaps it and kills it. And then he's like, oh, that's weird. But he keeps it, and then eventually learns that it was like a... It's, it's, they want to make someone who's super strong with the healing factor, but they don't want any of the other stuff. They don't know about the other stuff, like the, the spider senses and things like that. They're not focused on that. They're trying to genetically engineer the powers this time. Yeah. But then they accidentally create more powers, like he can go, go invisible. invisible. Yeah, he can go invisible. He's got adaptive camouflage, and he's, and he's got a sting. He's got a yeah. hand touchy. Yeah, he's electric. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is Venom sting. Uh, but yeah, Mars Morales in this works great. Like, you know, they don't have him hide away for too long, and once Peter... One of the best scenes in the game in the game is towards the end where Miles Morales goes, Peter, I've got something to tell you. And Peter thinks it's puberty. And it's, you know, it's a testament to the actors. Because they clearly hired actors to go and act these yeah. scenes out instead of just having people... Can't remember who's playing Spider-Man in this. No, nor can I. Yeah. I know I've seen videos of the, like, the making of because they have them during the credits or something, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, but um, but the scene in which Miles goes, oh no, I've got something to tell you. And then instead of him like explaining to Peter Parker, he just jumps, does a flip and sticks to the ceiling. And Peter, without hesitation, puts the box down and just does the exact same. I think that's great. <laughs> Peter could have been an asshole and just been like, what? That's yeah. crazy. I'm fucking getting kid. <laughs> I can do the same. Um, but yeah, just it's it's almost a perfect video game. He's just instantly gone, what? I'm not Spider-Man. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, kid? Um, yeah, Get your almost... shoes off when you do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is almost a perfect video game. And it's yeah. been an absolute pleasure to play. I'm playing the DLC now, one episode down. It's not very long. But... I did the first DLC, but the cutscenes kept fucking up because the, there's bugs in it. Apparently oh. they fixed that now. But I think I literally missed like three cutscenes entirely. Oh, really? Yeah, they just didn't play. Or sometimes oh. the camera was stuck in a building or something. And you could see the lighting shifting when, ca- when oh, the camera angle was meant to be changing. Shit. Yeah, because yeah, the, the, as far as the game's concerned, the camera's shifting, so the lighting in the world was shifting to match the camera angles, Yeah, but your camera's like stuck inside of a wall, <laughs> and you're seeing like part of Spider-Man's leg. Just poking <laughs> out. Yeah. That's, that's bollocks. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a perfect video game. For anyone who's a lover of Spider-Man, lover of Marvel mm. comics, there's so many little hints and secrets and bits and pieces here and there in the costume. Just it's it's kind of the perfect package, isn't it? For someone who's enjoying this shit, Good who enjoys this stuff. Package. I think that more than God of War, I can see myself going back and playing this and just stopping a few crimes just to unwind or something like that. Can't God of people War. apart in Spider-Man. No, you can't. But but yeah, um, my game of the year this year is Spider-Man. Um, mm. I do have an honourable mention. Do you know? Um, yeah. Is it an indie game? It isn't, certainly. No, you're supposed to only talk about indie games. I'm only supposed to talk about indie Spider-Man's games. Spider-Man's an indie game. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't think of any indie games that I've, I'd say were fantastic. Um, no. Uh, well, I could do a mobile game. No, whatever. What was up. your honourable mention? Well, my honourable mention was going to be Super Smash Bros. Game. Ultimate. 
mobile I think, honorable mention. Well, it's on 3DS as well. Unless it's WB Supercard. No, it's, on, it's on 3DS as well. Yeah. But uh, I'll Adventure go with... Capitalist. Yeah. Um, no. Um, I'll go with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah. It's, it's been almost perfect. Yeah. It's much in the same vein. I mean, it, it really was a toss-up between this I missed the, um, the friggin' sandbag to hit mode, the home run mode. Yeah, I missed that stuff. It's that's, weird. That's, that's not there. <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't found myself playing... I haven't found myself playing a game like Super Smash Bros. by myself. For long periods of time. Everything, mm. even Tekken, Street Fighter, always jumped Street online. Fighting games are bollocks now. Smash Brothers has come along and gone, what's that? you got five characters and a <laughs> DLC for 40 more. <laughs> Here's 74 characters straight out well, of the box. Well, yeah. What I was saying was that... At least like Tekken, 74. You can make all your Miis. Games like Tekken <laughs> and Street Fighter, um, I go back and I, I, I... Well, I played those online a lot. Mm. I almost instantly jumped into the online. Did a little bit of story, jumped online bit more story jumped Street on Street Fighter 5 was just a good it's, fighting game around a horrible structure and terrible yeah, economy and all that it's just it's horrific the um, actual but, core fight in a Street Fighter 5 is fantastic but the but, rest of it everything around it bollocks but in terms of quality Super Smash Bros Ultimate I don't know mm. how they've done it almost every area of that is polished very very well it's on what most people consider to be the, the weakest mm. console mm. but in terms of the actual output what we've had Say weakest, it's kicking the Xbox One's ass and it's yeah. catching up on the PS4 pre. Exactly. Yeah, it's been the top selling console this year. Yeah. But it's the cheapest and it's a complete package. You don't need a TV. You don't need extra HDMI cables. You don't need this. You don't need that. It's all in there. And games are cheaper on it. Often you'll it comes find with two fucking controllers. What a revolutionary idea. Yeah, just give them out of the box. Yeah. Um, and it's just. It's... Kind of have to. Imagine if they made it so you couldn't unlock the other second <laughs> controller. You had to pay a premium to unlock the second controller from the joystick from the console. <laughs> You take oh. one out, either one, doesn't matter, but you can't take the other one. Once you take one out, it locks the other one in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, it's, it's probably, probably going to be... Give them ideas. It's the fighting game I'm going to play for a lot longer than any others, really. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep playing until I lock all the characters and never touch it ever again. You really? No, I'll play low. I need to finish that World of Light. I've got, apparently it takes about 30 hours. And yeah. I'm about nine hours into that. I'm going to complete World of Light, I'm going to unlock all the characters, and then I'm going to start... I beat fucking online. Ganon on it, though. That, that Street Fighter stage. Ganon was a piece of shit on that oh yeah I remember that one the one where yeah. you've got like 130 health and he has 180 yeah I went back there when I finally levelled Midna up to oh, 99 yeah. a second time because Midna's got the two yes, stages and um, when she was up there I just went back and I fucking decimated him Jesus, yeah. I still had like 60% of my health left 60 hit points left which is much better than I was doing before I had I had a couple of matches where I had to go back in and come back to him later on just there's one it, against um, Big Boss that was really difficult and I was struggling on it and I, I only succeeded because she fell off the edge and didn't get back up. <laughs> I was like, I'll take it. The one that I had issues with was the poison level. There's a level where it's a flat stage and there's poison. You have 130 hit points. You have to defeat the other one in like Yeah, minutes. if you get the um, there's you a get the spirit that can get rid of... Not the ones for poison, the one that gets rid of fog. Oh, really? The Detective Pikachu gets rid of fog. Oh. And that gets rid of poison completely if it's a poison cloud. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's good to know. Uh, but yeah, all in all... It's phenomenal. It's not as good as Spider-Man um, in the sense that I think the Spider-Man is more of an achievement on all fronts, mm. whereas this is this is a filtration system. This is the fifth game in, and it's just they've perfected... The only thing is, is that, because oh, you know the fucking fans are like, yeah. when they make the next one, if they don't include every single character in all the stages again, they're going to be bitching and moaning like crazy and trashing it because they're a bunch of losers. I think this just makes Super Smash Bros. Maker next. Be like, <laughs> if you can do it better, you do it better. Fuck yeah, it. sure. Yeah. There you go. Copyright infringe as much as you want. Yeah. Have as many <laughs> shits as you want. You know, like, here's the Castlevania background, make a Castlevania stage. Someone's recreated the whole of Sympathy of the Night. 
Fuck it, who cares? Let's do I can't it. wait until they release, my, release Minecraft Steve as a character. It? <laughs> It'll have my, everyone's thinking Badger, so I'm saying Minecraft Steve. You really? Yep. They're Imagine good a Minecraft stuff. stage. Microsoft yeah. and Nintendo are a good, good partner, good uh, standing yeah. now. Cause... You, you can load up Xbox Live on a Switch on Minecraft. You have to have an Xbox Live account to play. Really? Yeah, to link with um, Xbox players as far as I'm aware. Oh. What if they put the Halo collection on there? That'd be fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. I'd buy it. Yeah, sit on the toilet playing Halo. It'd be awesome. I'd play Halo Reach on the toilet. Sit on the toilet the other day playing Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. I tried playing Pokemon Go on the toilet, but the people outside were getting angry at me. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just wheeling around on my mobile toilet. Yeah, Just... I realised what you were saying after <laughs> you said it. All right, okay, and top film of the year. Top film of the year. Top film of the year. Has there been any films this year? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, what am I going to say is my best film of the year? Fuck, you know what? Let's go all the way back to February and say Annihilation. Because, holy shit, that film sticks with you. It made my list. Yeah, it's... I've, um, I've basically gone through each thing. I've got four nominations. I'm trying to work yeah. out what, you know. Annihilation is the good film Netflix did before everyone wouldn't stop shutting about Bird Box. I'm kind of suspicious that Bird Box might be a little bit Netflix pre-R pushing that it's, as it's being... It's a real shit film. Yeah. Um, Have but, you not watched it yet? No, I can't be asked. Oh. But um, yeah, Annihilation, um, directed by, uh, what's his face, the guy who did Ex Machina. can't remember his fucking name now. It's awful. He used to write into Digitizer all the time back in the day. Freaking, I know that stuff about him. He wrote The Beach. Him. Yeah. Yeah, him. Alex Garland. Alex Garland. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, he directed it. He also maybe secretly directed Dread. I think um, he did. Yeah, it's got his stamp all over it. But um, yeah, so Annihilation is like this thing. It's the story, if you're going to be, okay, this is what the plot's about. And you're going to sit there and fucking say, oh, this person's a clone. This person's not a clone. <laughs> Here's what the story is. No, the story is about a bunch of people who are suffering shitloads of trauma. They've all got some sort of trauma and they're going into an environment where their traumas are being realised and mutated and everything's changing. And the world's all falling apart and there's cancerous things taking things over and everything's breaking down. And it's it's about how people change. It's not about a frigging giant alien rock thing. Okay. That's, not how films are. Um, they're about things, apart from Ghostbusters. They're all about something. But this one is just like fantastic cast and like just really creepy ass fucking shit in that film. The bear that everyone hates, that bear, creepy I don't fucking. Mind the bear. It's got a weird face and it's talking and it's like creeping around the place. It's um my favourite part was when it turned into a tool music video for the last half hour. I was like that, I just want to play friggin' twenty four like friggin' I don't know, Parabola or something over it, and it'll be perfect. Like, it all goes all psychedelic when they're inside the weird cancerous cell thing and all the all the weird tumour shit spinning around all over the place. Play some tool over that and then get the whole bit where she's mirroring the... that creature's mirroring her every move. That was awesome. Um, get a bit of Oscar Isaac. Everyone likes Oscar Isaac. I fucking love him. Yeah. Um, he's going to be playing Gomez Adams in an animated Adams Family movie, and that's a waste. Um, he should be at Gomez on the live action. He played Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> you pointed at me first. No, you are the one who pointed. You were very rude. But, um, <laughs> yeah, friggin' That Annihilation is a film that sticks with you and just the friggin' Like, the way it's crafted, like, a, like there's sections where they lose track of what's going on. They don't know what time's passed and you kind of start losing track of this. You don't know how long they're actually in there for after a while. It kind of... They think they've been in there for a couple of weeks by a certain point, and it's like, 
all sorts of weird shit going on. Mm. I love that this weird thing's happening in America and it's not happening in some third world country because that seems to be a movie thing nowadays is yeah. whenever something bad's going down, it's happening like in Mexico or something. Is it actually in America or isn't it? Is yeah, it- it's like in the East Coast on the like, lighthouse, like just in okay. in the East Coast somewhere. Um, I think it's supposed to be sort of... Um, right in sort of Long Island or something like that. It's not, it's like, well, I don't know, somewhere. I can't remember, but it's in America. Because um, usually those films, they kind of, what the American cinema tends to do is they move any big bad thing outside of their place unless it's something they can blow up. Because they love blowing stuff up and you can't blow up this big old bubble. This big old washing up fairy liquid bubbles coming for you. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the way, the way that film's shot as well, where like, like they're constantly bringing in loads of the environment, and they're they're giving you massive panoramic shots of like just scenery, like just stuff. Like they're not they're not like you know doing the here's a big sweeping camera movement flowing through the trees and all this bullshit. Or they're not like when they show you the big old bubble and it's in the background and they're just talking away and you can see it in the distance and stuff before they go in there. Yeah, they're not doing stuff like where well, here's the big old bubble thing and the camera swoops along the edge of it and dives along the ground and you see the weird animals and it goes none of that happens it just goes boom static shot there it is that's what's happening you can see the scale in one shot you're not being distracted by all sorts of things it's just massive um, did you like how they presented that I had so I, I it looks like a painting coming to life it's weird yeah. it's like oil moving so around so you know when you see it out, you see the outskirts of it on yeah. the horizon yeah I love the fact the shot goes from her in a room Completely mm. confused about the situation. No idea what's happening. No idea what's going on with her husband. Because mm. he's estranged at that point, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone weird. Well, he's not just that. He's not seen her for two years? Yeah. Three years or something like that? Um, so she, she's being told the situation, and then she goes and looks out the window, and then it's there. And I mm. love the idea of seeing anything. I told you about my, my favourite shot from Monster is the kid's tent. She's looking out, and there's like two abusive... Well, her abusive mother. Monster? Then, you mean the, the Charlie's from film? No. Uh, but there's two people fighting, and you just see... The flaps of the tent, you can see out of them, but you can only see the feet passing well, back. The and flaps forth. parted. Yeah, um, and and I always love shots where you where it's not the perspective of the character, but it's framed within a framing. Hmm. You know, it's actually like because it gives it almost a three dimensional. You know the space, and yeah. you're seeing this, and you know how to react to that. I don't like films where they're just like, "Hey, look, check this out." Aerial shot. There's like just a big bubble. You're like, "Well, you know, fucking never going to see it from that perspective. It never really <laughs> relates to anything I've seen in my life." What's well, some of the, um, the weird out there visuals, like the weird animal creatures that are mixed together? They like they have a, um, they get weirder as it goes along. They get more corrupted and twisted. Um, it's good imagination there. Um, but yeah, just freaking Tessa Thompson's great in it, and Natalie Portman does her thing. And was it Laura Linney? No, it wasn't Laura Linney. It was fuck. She's in loads of Netflix stuff now. Is she? <laughs> yeah, she's she's in loads of weird Netflix stuff now. Yeah. She was in that. In that thing about um, autism. Fuck, what is her name? Can't remember. No, it's not Laura Linney. I don't know, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. It was someone. It's been a bit like, 10 months since I watched it. Yeah, okay. I can't be expected to remember Let me just quickly have a look. Things. Let me just have a look. Bendit Wong's in it. He is. He's yeah. really good in it. Bendit Wong. Five minutes he's Bendit in it. Bendit Wong keeps putting on weight and losing weight at a weird rate. He's a good lad. Do you remember Sunshine? No, I haven't watched Sunshine since friggin' geez, ages. Because we're talking about Alex Garland. He, That's that he film where everyone wrote, goes, oh, it's wrote, so bright. Oh, my God. Did no one like Sunshine? Because it's one of my favourite films. Yeah, it's a good film, yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, got Chris Evans in it, but Chris Evans can't act. Oh, he's so good Do you remember when he got announced as Captain America and people were like, Chris Evans can't act? And you're like, 
Fucking, it's Captain America, dude. Like, as long as he's Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. As long as Captain America smiles and looks happy, and he okay, and he, he can be authoritative, yeah, and heroic, you you're done. It's, I can't remember if it was before or after, but people he, are moaning saying Captain Marvel. Oh, she can't act. Yeah, it's like really, you mean the Oscar winning actress? Yeah, like the one who's won an Oscar specifically for her acting. One of the youngest Oscar winning Brie Larson. Yeah, she's one of the youngest Oscar winning actresses ever, isn't she? And you're concerned about the acting quality in your Captain Marvel movie? I think that they should just watch Short Term Twelve and they'll fall in love with her. She's great in that. I don't think they care. I think they're more concerned that a woman's in a film. A woman's in a film. Ladies in a movie. Mm. Um, but no, I should cast Oscar Isaac as Captain Marvel. (laughs) Jude Law's Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Jude well, I don't know if Jude Law is Marvel. I think he might be posing as Marvel. He's Marvel. Hmm. Um, but yeah, an- Annihilation like Chris Chris Evans. He um, he's fucking incredible in Sunshine. Hmm. The scene, like, he's really good in Annihilation. He played the bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, because it's an Alex Garland film. I, I often go back to shots from his other films mm-hmm. or like other films that he's been a producer on or films that he's written, like Sunshine. Um, and there's. There's the scene in this where it's there's a lot of stuff with hands. Mm. There's a lot of stuff with touching yourself, like confirming something's real by using your hands. And it took me back to... I, I watched Sunshine only a week ago because I couldn't sleep one night, so I decided to watch the whole of Sunshine because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, but there's yeah. a scene where he drops a wrench and it falls into coolant. And he reaches in and grabs it and pulls his hand up and he's just shaking. And he goes and grabs his hand and just shaking and there's this, this is grimace on his face. And it's just it's such a funny. Do you have another wrench? <laughs> just a great little bit of acting and then that sets up like it's it's the it is the gun it's Chekhov's gun of the film because he has to eventually submerge his whole body in it oh so he has to um, eventually the red just to go off no 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 at the end he has to you know he has to push the because the computer's overheating it mm. needs to be in the coolant tanks at all times or else it overheats and he's he's manually going underneath him and removing the bolts they just drop in mm. and on the third one he catches his leg and you see him he's shaking and he's he's just like talking to it. He's like, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go in again because do what you need to because they know they're all gonna die at that point because there's no coming back. They've got to explode the bomb because the guy's destroying the system that's actually gonna mm. get them to the sun. Um, but yeah, just fucking he's and he was in another film where he played a drug addict, uh, drug addicted lawyer who's fighting for the. Um, there's a person who invented a, a needle that basically breaks free from the tube, mm. so that when nurses are injecting people, maybe they're at risk, maybe they have HIV or something like that. The needle doesn't break and then go into them and cause them to get HIV because that was like a really big thing in America. Yeah. Um, but so they made ones that just break and it just goes. Yeah. Um, and they were fighting to get those put in place because a woman received HIV helping a drug addicted man who had insurance. Uh, but yeah, no, um, all in all though, Chris Evans, he's the Chris of the Year for me. Is he? Yeah. Who's also your Chris of the Year? And Hemsworth. Hemsworth, uh, he's great. Don't get me wrong, four was this year, wasn't it? Yeah, but Chris. What did Chris Evans do this year? Infinity. He said like four lines in Infinity War. <laughs> he stood around a bit, he turned up a bit too late to help Vision. He fights real Nazis oh. in real life on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Um, is that your film of the year? Have you got an honourable mention? Um, I mean, I saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse this week and Bumblebee and both of those were really fucking good. Um, and Bumblebee's like actually quite touching, which is weird. It's got, yeah. it's got little moments where you're like, oh, that's weirdly effective. Um, and John Cena's fucking hilarious in it. I've heard I've heard good and bad things about it. Um, I've not uh, seen it yet. I will see fun. it. It's great. It's so good. It reminds me of those 80s, like, you know the films when a kid's got a robot or an alien or some shit and they have a little adventure in the 80s and all this sort of stuff? It reminds me of those. 
but it's got a lot of Iron Giant to it, a lot of ET. Um, but fucking, there's a bit in it. John Cena at the start when the transform when Bumblebee first arrives gets attacked by Blitzwing. Who Blitzwing's a triple changer, right? But yeah. in the film he's not. But the other two Transformer Decepticons are triple changers, and neither of them are triple changers outside of that film. It really bothered me um, that the only triple changer in the film doesn't triple change. Um, but they, yeah, at the start, like the army gets blown up and they almost they almost all die and stuff. And John Cena's the only one who survives, and he wants revenge on the Transformers. That's why he's a, that's why he's sort of the antagonist. But you get the feeling he's a little bit smarter than that, and he knows that maybe they're not be the Decepticons aren't the good ones because um, he even points out they're called Decepticons. A little bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah, she says that. But there's a bit where it's like, we're going to get these Transformers. It's right, it's time to get payback. And he pulls a gun out of nowhere and goes, like that and just cocks back the barrel. Yeah. It's just fucking, he's just full of stuff like that, like 80s machismo yeah. stuff. Um, and he's got like a big old scar down the side of his face and stuff. But it's funny because all the government and the, all the military agents are like, like, well, we should really let them use our satellites because if we don't, they'll just go to the Russians. It's like, no, they won't. They'll just kill you all and they'll take your satellites. Yeah. They're only making they're only making you useful idiots for the time being, but um, that that film's fantastic. Friggin', the only bit that's a bit weird is when Haley Steinfeld asks Bumblebee to lie down so she can reach inside him and tells him she'll be gentle. Um, I think there's a someone mentioned that one of the things is there's a lot of romance. It's a bit, I wouldn't say it's romance. She just really likes him and really cares because he's like a she's lost her father and she needs someone to yeah. be there for her because she hasn't got anyone. She's got no friends. But when she asked him to lie on his back so she could reach inside him. Um, yeah. Not great. Straight to his heart. Yeah. But no, in Spider-Man to Spider-Verse and Bumblebee are probably like they've stuck with me. Because Avengers Infinity War, I've watched that three times now for some reason. And it's it's decent. It's mm. just, it's a whole lot of just, just building up to one event. It's not a... Yeah. <laughs> it's a TV show. That's, you know, you're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I mean, like, anything that, I think, I think Infinity War would have been on my, well... Infinity War was on my list, but I didn't put it as any of the top spots. It's a shame Justice League didn't come out this year. That would have been film of the year. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you and fucking Justice League. <laughs> fucking film. Do you know I... Um, so you know how I keep trying to redeem it somehow? Like, I keep end up watching it. I think it's because if I put Justice League on... Whatever, if you watch it enough times, you might just lower your standards. <laughs> maybe. Um, if, every time I put Justice League on, I find myself being a lot more productive if I'm trying to get something else done. So, like, in Pokemon, I'm really good at catching Pokemon Justice League because I don't have to pay attention to the TV. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just a abysmal film. Um, but, yeah, no, Infinity War would have been higher on my list, but the problem is it takes such a big commitment to get to the point where you understand all the mechanisms of what's happening in it. Mm. And then at the same time, it's... I think I think what it's accomplished is more important than what it is. It's a series of ten minute stories dragged spread half no, hour. No, like a series say. of half hour stories dragged out over an hour. I, I wouldn't say that. I think that it's finally made a compelling giant CGI villain. <laughs> like Thanos is compelling. He is the, the story. The dragon Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation wasn't a compelling. I was hoping you say Draco from Dragon. Yeah. He's not the villain. Draco wasn't. No, I know, but well, he technically is the villain because they're connected by their hearts. Look the stars. <laughs> it was like Polish Sean Connery. Um, anyway, so yeah, so he played War, a Polish man. We played Russian once. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like Infinity War would have been higher, but it's more of a. It's more. Yeah, of what's a, your film of the year? Oh, okay, I'll do my film of the year now, shall I? Infinity War, uh, not Infinity War. It was just a thing. It happened. So my film of the year was going to be Paddington Two. Paddington Two came out in November last year. Oh well, it can't be this year. So it can't can be it? this no. year. So no. You said pan two last year anyway. I know. So I can't do it two years Jesus. in a row. Um, but I can say you got released in the US this year. 
Did it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, because why it's not a lot of best of the film of the year list yeah. this year. Yeah. For fuck's sake. I wish it could have been. I wish it could have been this year's. Um, but anyway, so uh, so my film of the year, it's it's really difficult to, to come up with something that has enough gravity that I can say film was of the I year. Was Boy this year? Yeah, it was. No, it was last year. <laughs> Fucking abysmal. Um, in terms of in terms of in terms of a film that's that's been something that I enjoy, been something that I I can't help but but love every second of. It's going to have to be Spider Man into the Spider Verse. The reason is, and it's kind of a similar reason to why I love Paddington Two so much. Paddington Two is a near perfect film. It is great in every aspect, and it has subtext, and there's a lot of stuff in there that. If it was in a foreign language, it'd be better, obviously, because because no. as we all know, when the films are in a foreign language, they're better. So Paddington Two was a near perfect film, and yeah. I enjoyed it very much last year. I saw it multiple times from November till till February when it stopped its cinema run. I had seen it about three times in the cinema, and then I bought it on four K Blu-ray the day it came out because I just loved it. There's something about it. It's mm. almost perfect. The scripting's great. It's funny. It's charming. It's whimsical. It's shot fantastically. It's got now, whimsy. When I can say that the but shot... But 2's not your film of the year. No, it's so... not. So I'm going over to Spider-Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So the reason that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse... You lost there. Spider-Verse is... I'm sorry, I did. I you started so... reviewing Paddington again I know, for the third I'm time. Fucking, what's happening? Um, into the Spider-Verse. So I haven't spoken about it on the podcast yet, so I'll kind of roll a review into it at the same time and just say that this is... I didn't want to make this my film of the year, but I couldn't think of anything else. You're a big else. Spider-Man nerd. You didn't have a TV series, and you couldn't get the trifecta of... Spider-Man this year, no. no. Uh, well, I, I, the problem is that I, I can't think of anything else that's had as much, as much heart and and has been so inclusive of every single person in the world. Like in terms of in in terms of like a superhero film, it's so often either white person saves people or black person's culture is portrayed as heavily African. <laughs> and whilst that's fine because Not that's still. the characters, <laughs> whilst that's fine because that's relating to the characters, in terms of like actual characters from different races or religions or, or, or just, or backgrounds, there's none of that. Hmm. Like the Flash has a suit made out of meteorite-proof spaceship material and no one goes... How the fuck did he weld this into a suit? How did he know about this? Where did he get it from? No one asked those questions. Whereas in this, it's like, okay, so what's he doing? He's going to buy a costume from a costume shop as a suit. It's just like every single thing that happens, it's like... One size fits all. Eventually. (laughs) Yeah. No refunds. (laughs) No refunds, no returns. Um, And and in a year that we lost Stanley, we have... In two of the things... What? In the year we lost Stanley, we have his... His incredible, like, mocap performance in Spider-Man. I think more than anything, the technology behind that's impressive. And then in this, you've got... Stanley was a salesman and kind of a prick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's perfectly encapsulated. He's been a shop... He's done a cameo as a shop assistant before in something else. Not in one of the Marvel... Not one of the main Marvel films, but he was a shop salesman in Amazing Spider-Man 2 on the Xbox. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he ran a comic shop downstairs... Yeah. That um, Peter used to go to, and they mentioned how he was like, because you remember in the first Amazing Spider-Man game, he's meant to be the landlord. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's supposed to be Peter's uncle or something. Yeah, yeah, he's in Amazing Spider-Man too, computer-generated Stanley. <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so um, Enter the Spider-Verse. If you don't know, I'm I'm pretty sure that most people saw this film. It's, well, that, it's did, not been doing amazing. Did it not? Oh, okay. No, Bumblebee and, and, and Enter the Spider-Man haven't been making as much money as people expect. Um, Aquaman is going to be the first billion dollar Warner Brothers film since The Hobbit. Fuck me. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about Aquaman in just a second. 
Um, so that's yeah, crazy. It's I making know, it's more money than Justice League. Insane. Um, it's because it's 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 lit. Jason <laughs> Momoa finally has a hit film. It's because it's lit. Yeah. That's the answer. There is one light somewhere on set, and that makes it better. Hell um, yeah! So into the Spider Verse. So um, Miles Morales is bitten by a spider. Um, he this happens whilst he's out tagging with his uncle. This sounds a lot more a lot more of a racist portrayal of a kid than, than I realise now that I'm saying it. No, his uncle's a thief. His uncle's a thief. The Prowler specifically. No, his uncle is is quite a prolific. Um, hired gun kills people he'll steal mm. stuff he'll do basically any criminal activity for pay um, so yeah so Miles Morales is bitten by a spider discovers he's Spider-Man I like the fact he almost instantly goes oh I've got Spider-Man's powers instead mm. of there being like a long origin he's just like oh fuck I've got Spider-Man's powers and he's like I don't really want to do anything I don't <laughs> want to be Spider-Man I don't need to be and then he's like oh I'm Spider-Man yeah. which leads him to witness the death of Peter Parker Played by Chris Pine. Played by Chris Pine, who is... At that who, point. Yeah. He's, he is he is what what Spider-Man could be. He's yeah. wealthy, he's successful, he's blonde. He's, he's not wealthy, that's Spider-Man's... Um... Well, no, he's got all the endorsements and stuff. He did it yeah, all yeah, right, he's so he's meant to be the polar opposite of, of, of Peter B. Parker, who's meant to be Earth 616 Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, um, so he's, he's killed by the by... Kingpin. Jake Johnson. Yeah. He's it. killed by the kingpin as the kingpin tries to use an interdimensional matter transporter to bring his family into the universe because he accidentally killed them indirectly by beating up Spider-Man. You got that, kids? <laughs> this yeah. is this is a kids film. <laughs> and that's kind of awesome. There's no pandering. You know, it's it's one of those films quite where... Quite a few people die in the film. Yeah. <laughs> quite a bit of death, yeah. Yeah. So, so all in all, the charm of it comes from the fact that, that Miles Morales is, is obviously... He's the audience surrogate. He's Mars being, Morales is his. Mars Morales is his. Mars Morales is being introduced to this world of Spider-Man. Fucking setting off fireworks. <laughs> um, he's being introduced to this, and we're learning about it as he learns about it. And it's, mm. you know, he develops as a, into a superhero eventually through the film and learns from these various characters. And and I don't I, I who's your favourite out of the five Spider-Man? Should we go through them quickly? And then you can just say who's your favourite. Peter B. Parker, Jake Johnson. So he's schlubby, 35-year-old, divorced... He made some bad investments, made some bad merchandising calls, and then mm. he's ended up being disenfranchised. He's still a really fucking good Spider-Man. He just, he's just it's still bigger. He's got all the skills and stuff. He's just got a big gut, and he's sort of like a bit of an asshole. Mm. Um, you've got, you've got, um, uh, you've got Spider Gwen, Gwen Stacy from another universe in which Peter Parker actually became the Lizard yeah. and died in their first confrontation, and she's been hunted by the police ever since. Um, you've got Peter Porker. Uh, spider that was bitten by a radioactive pig and became spider a spider ham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got you've got Peter Parker. You've got Spider Man Noir, whose uncle was killed in an antique shop, and the spider endowed him with the powers of the spider spirit so that he could fight crime. And he's black and white. And he's black and white. And then finally, you've got Penny Parker, who's who's basically got control of a mech that's piloted by a tiny spider that's telekinetically linked to her because her dad's DNA. Yeah. And those are those are our characters. So it's nice and it's nice and you know it's easy to get into this universe and understand everyone. Aunt May's basically Madam Web. Aunt May is basically well. Aunt May is, they've sort of given her that she understands the spider stuff and all yeah, that. Yeah, because Spider Man was the best possible version of Spider Man. She's the best possible version of Aunt May. Yeah. So she kind of she's not Marissa to May. She's not Marissa to May. No. Still would though. Um, but she she knows about all the spider stuff and she knows about the plans and how he usually does stuff. So clearly, Peter in this universe has got everything together in a mm. way that the other ones don't. Mm. so much um, and you know they're all charming their own way you've got 
people that stand out, like Nicolas Cage playing Spider-Man Noir, he doesn't really have many lines in the in the film. No. The lines he does have are perfect, perfectly played. Spider-Ham, John Mulaney. Yeah. Is it John yeah. Mulaney? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and he is fucking perfect. He's yeah, unrecognisable. He's like a Looney Tunes yeah. character. <laughs> and he, I love the... There's a scene towards the end where he gives someone a hammer and he says it will fit in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> it's this massive mallet. mallet yeah. Um, uh, quizzing Morales on what spider powers he's got and he's <laughs> like can you float through the air when you smell a nice pie <laughs> he's got this he's got this, this nice thing where he can just turn invisible okay mm. kid do it yeah yeah but all in all like the film I did get bothered at Penny Parker she's played by um, Kimiko Glenn who was in uh, Orange is the New Black oh, okay um, she pronounces Konnichiwa Hajime Master wrong alright yeah <laughs> it bothered me Konnichiwa Hajime Master yeah. Anthony Des. Anthony Das. Um, but yes. A Gewish Shishinjes car? Sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> so, one of, the big, one of the big things is that it's animated in a new way that makes it look more like a comic book, but there's actual, actually several styles of animation within the film. Yeah. So you've got your computer generated, you've got, like you said, Looney Tunes style, you've got the black and white for Spider-Man Noir, who also sees in black and white, which has some great laughs in there. Yeah. And also, I love the end scene where he's, he's standing on the side of a building and he's got the Rubik's Cube. That's <laughs> the only thing in colour in the whole shot. Yeah. Is that fucking Rubik's Cube. Um, I only went to Spider when she's Spider Gwen's world, and there's like it's got that paint style that the comics yeah. have. Yeah, it's got like, like the really stark colour lines like the, and stuff and shadows, all the streaks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I didn't expect it to be as deep as it was. Mm. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I'd heard good things before going to see it because it had a few pre-release screenings, mm. um, and they happened way before I got to go see it. And then there was like a lot of buzz around Twitter, and then I saw it opening week, and I was blown away. I saw it again after that because I enjoyed it so much. I wanted to go see it again. Second viewing, it's even better because you're picking up on more of these bits and pieces that are happening all around. Yeah, some nice little hidden details. In Loads there. of that. Um, and it just... What inter- if it confuses any kids that Ned's Mars Morales' friends are not Peter Parker's? Yeah, why did they make him Peter Parker's friend in Homecoming? He's a great yeah. character in that. Just I get it cause that Peter, because they kind of base the Marvel films on the Ultimate Universe a yeah. little bit. Like there's there's elements of the so old they've universe just basically in there. Stolen Miles Morales and, put and they didn't Parker. want to put Mary Jane so much and Gwen Stacy so much yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So um, Flash Thompson, Flash Thompson's like a side character in Homecoming. Yeah. So they didn't want to rely on the stuff that's already there, so they had to do Ned. Zendaya is Michi. Um, um, she is Michi. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so instead of, having, about instead of having Flash Thompson being a bully that intimidates him and says, "Now what kids get bullied by?" So it's a schlubby kid who just has he's good at tech and he's a bit of an mm. asshole. Um, guy in the chair. Yeah. Uh, but but it's 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 weird to say that of all the films I've seen this year, this is the one that has the most heart and soul to it, and it's a CGI animated fucking movie. Mm. Like there are great scenes of just kinetic action that are so clear. Like the the bit where Peter Parker's knocked out, Peter B. Parker's knocked out, and Miles Morales is trying to get him across. Yeah, and that was the picks um, him up. That was the scene at the end of Venom. That. Yeah. Um, they cut out the, they didn't show the bit where you, ex, where you say, oh, I'm from the other universe and all yeah. this sort of stuff. There was little bits cut out of it, but that was the sequence they played at the end of oh, Venom. Okay. So weird at the end of Venom. You get that action, yeah, that sequence. Yeah, like animated play. sequence. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's it somewhere in another universe. And like, I like the fact that they're going by, they are going by slight comic books, like cartoon, cartoon rules and the fact that you can get hit in the head multiple times and still get up. Um, but things like the final action scene. Yeah, it turns into a weird pop art fucking. Ridiculous it's kaleidoscopic nightmare. It's not just that; it's, <laughs> it's the fact that they like they're teaching multiple levels. There's multiple levels of storytelling, mm. and one of the one of the key things is Kingpin. The whole way through it, you find out that his reason, his drive, is just to get his family back. 
He blames Spider-Man for the death of his family, which is something that's never been done in the comics. Yeah. It's a whole new thing, but it gives him so much drive and it makes it so understandable. They almost make him kind of sympathetic. Leave Schreiber. Yeah, that was it, yeah. Yeah, they kind of make him sympathetic. Mm. And that's weird. Because he's like, he's portrayed like a monster. Yeah. But that ending shot where he's, you know... I know Tombstone was, because um, Tombstone's in it. Yeah. Um, Tombstone was played by old uh, Crondon, you know, the one who plays uh, Tobias Whale in Black Lightning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. apparently even in animation he has to play an albino. Weird. He, he, I know he's albino himself, but he doesn't have to play an albino in animation. Stop typecasting it. Yeah, you, you can you can avoid being typecast like that, mate. Very that's it. Kratos is an albino. What's with albinos in this episode? <laughs> that's true. What is it? No, he's not albino. He's covered in the ashes of his dead family. May as well be. No, he's covered in the ashes of his dead family. Yeah. Don't start. Um, so yeah, so Fucking cracker. That's what he is. So yeah, so it's it's just surprising to me that it's not done well because I feel like this is something that. Parents yeah, it's like as far as I'm aware, it's like it's done all right. It's just it's I not hope, dominating. I hope yeah. they get a sequel with the same team because I feel like they're oh they're, they're doing a sequel. They've they're already, doing a sequel. Yeah, they've said okay. it's going to focus on Spider Man and Gwen. Oh, um, Morales and Gwen. Yeah, yeah. Because at the end, you've got that teaser for something else. Yeah, you've got the fantastic. This is probably this probably justifies staying through the entirety of the credits with that one scene at the very end. Oh, the, you mean the <laughs> yeah Spider Man twenty forty. Uh, so far, it's done 213 million worldwide. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Is that dollars or pounds? Dollars. Shit, that's bad. Dollars, but it's only... I mean, I think it's only out in the UK and the US right now. Oh, okay. So it's not... Budget's it's 90 low. million, so... It's made its money back in marketing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it and it'll make some money more. from toy sales and stuff like that yeah. as well. Um, they could yeah. do it. Toys would be rad. They could release a whole bunch of toys of characters that aren't in the film and do yeah. them in that style. Just do all the because universes. I, I would fucking buy the Japanese friggin' Emissary of Hell Spider-Man. I'd buy Spider-Man UK. <laughs> With his Leopardian. Spider-Man UK. UK. Yeah, yeah. Billy Braddock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, it has probably one of my favourite end credit sequences of all time. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just Spider-Man 2099 going back and seeing Spider-Man 1967. Yeah. The original Spider-Man and pointing at Gotta go back to the beginning. Got to go right back to the beginning. Yeah. There's a point at him. He's like, "Hey, don't you point at me! Hey, don't you point at me! That's rude." Yeah, and Spider-Man 2099 was the leaping-off point for this first uh, Spider-Man multi-dimensional storyline in the animated series. Yeah, because remember the animated series, he gets sent to the future and he meets Spider-Man Unlimited, the futuristic Spider-Man series, and it no. had multiple different Spider-Mens from different dimensions in it. The, the first time interdimensional travel was mentioned was the Hobgoblin had that interdimensional travel device and he used it to try and bribe Spider-Man into into agreeing to um, agreeing to let him continue on if he used it to bring back Gwen Stacy because she had fallen into a vortex. <laughs> so I know you're wrong. I'm you're right. wrong. I'm 100% right. You're 100% wrong. Anyway, um, but yeah, other than, other than Spider-Man... Enter Spider-Verse, as you said, Annihilation was on my list as well. Um, I had Infinity War on my list, but it wasn't very high. Um, in, in all fairness, Infinity War would have been higher, but, you know. It's just one of those films that I don't think necessarily everyone needs to see. Black Something. Panther was really good. Black Panther was really good, but it was hindered by a lot of stuff. Um, I think special <laughs> effects could have been a lot better. The end fight was just two Black Panthers fighting, which could have been a bit more imaginative. Yeah, that's Marvel's formula, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, Michael B. Jordan needed more screen time. Because fucking hell, he's a powerhouse. Oh, that the way they did with Michael Jordan in that film was how they like he they trip him in slowly as the film goes yeah. on, and at the end it gets more and more, and he mm. just becomes the focus of the whole second he's half. So good, yeah. um, and then also Umbaku needed more screen time. Yeah, well, he's Berserk. running off with Lupita with um, freaking Black Panther's girlfriend now in that horror film, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, us, <laughs> yeah. Us. 
Here's um, my... Okay, we're going to put this on tape. Okay, right. Fucking in us, the family, mm-hmm. they're a bunch of white folk who have um, taken over black people's bodies from like from the people from Get Out and the people they keep seeing are this, in their mind. It's the black people they've um, suppressed their minds from who are in the sunken place. Oh. Yeah. That's what you think's happened. And they might have somehow appeared as real people. Who knows? Okay. Like they're all seeing them. There's some sort of whole thing where it's made them appear, whatever, multiple dimensions or some shit. But I, I reckon that whole family in the car are um, replay, uh, taking over the bodies of... Because Tim Heidecker's in it, isn't he? Yeah, I saw that on the trailer. I was yeah. like, Tim Heidecker's there. Yeah, he yeah. plays like the family, the friends of the family. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it's going to be about. I think that knowing... It looks Jordan, like The Strangers a lot. It looks a lot like The Strangers, but knowing Jordan Peele, it's going to be great. Mm. Um, I, I've i seen trailers and it's blown me away. Mm. But to be honest, I have the same feeling of that as I have for Get Out. There's like this weird... There's this weird like... You know, we get the irksome feeling. Mm. Like throughout Get Out, I had that weird like, I feel uncomfortable. There's something coming. Yeah, you because the, the strings, dad dies because you identified it's because the lot. strings and the, and the way that everything's played out. It's like, oh, I feel like... I feel uneasy because... I don't know why, mm. and and it's because he's just a fucking genius when it comes mm. to this stuff. Um, honorable mentions, yeah. Sorry, I was saying Infinity War, Get Out was this year. That's an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, the reason I didn't go for Get Out is because as much as I loved it, the ending, I felt was like a bit. <laughs> it just became really bloody. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> I loved. I know. I loved the bloody bit. It was just the actual ending because I don't know if you've seen the alternate ending. The alternate ending is what I think he originally wanted, and it says a lot more about the film and what they're trying to lead towards. Because he gets instead, you know, when the car pulls up and it's his friend. Yeah, yeah. In the original ending, it's the police, and he just gets arrested for killing a bunch of white people and then put in jail. And he's just like, yeah, but it's unbelievable his- that he'd get arrested. In America, it's unbelievable that a black guy stood over a bloody oh, woman would shot. get arrested. He'd be shot. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's completely um, unbelievable. But yeah, Get Out is incredible. Because um, it's believable that you could transfer someone's brain into someone else's body. Was Kong Skull Island this year or was that last no, year? No, it's last year. That was last year. Kong Skull Island was really good though. Yeah, I really, really liked Kong Skull Island. I think that that didn't get enough enough play. Same with Dunkirk, but that was 2017 as well, wasn't it? Dunkirk. Dunkirk. You'd um, love to Dunkirk. I had a load of issues with it, but I think that it's held up as a film. Last year, Yeah, yeah nor do I. That's uh, fine. So Aquaman... You're a big fan of Aquaman. You haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> you you already love it. Um, I've got to say, it fell completely fat. There, flat. But just because... I want to see it, but I keep seeing it's two hours thirty minutes long, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? <sighs> the problem is that I know that they did some stuff with physical effects, hmm. but show me them because <laughs> I see none of it in the film. Like it is just a bad film because it's too much they had CGI. CGI Jason Momoa's yeah. beard, hair, hair, beard, everything. Yeah. It's too much CGI, there's no impact from the soundtrack or from the audio mix, and in terms of character reactions, no one reacts properly. No one does anything as they would. None of it's realistic. And It's Aquaman. No, no, but you know, like, even in, like, a film when someone gets punched in the face, like, oh, I got punched in the face. In this, there's, like, lava running underwater. There's yeah. turning... That's producing steam. Yeah, lava runs underwater. Underwater, but yeah. it's producing steam. And they get close that's to it. That's not steam, like, that's bubbles. It's tiny bubbles. No, it's, like, steam. It's actual steam. Yeah. And they push each other close to it, and he's like, "Oh no, I can't get close!" I was like, "You'd be flash, you'd be flash fried." It's almost as bad as Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. They were not Aquaman. In Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, there's a bit where he gets lava on his hand. And he just goes, "What? Oh, I got a bit of lava on there." If that. I was an Aquaman villain, I would batter Aquaman and lower him into a deep fat fryer. Oh god, it's all just bad. But That'd be you my know. plot: is strap him to a board, and he'd be deep fried, and he'd be like, and he'd be all covered in batter. And they're lowering him into the deep I know, fire. I know a lot of people have liked it. And I think a lot of people have liked it for the same reason they like Wonder Woman. Put t in first. <laughs> it's, it's something that, you know, 
people are fans of these characters. They it's really want it to be fun. good. It's not fun though. That's the problem. It really isn't. It's too long and it's too flat and it's I'll too. It. I'm gonna go. See, I'll go see it because I've still got some money left on that voucher. Yeah. So I'll it's go just, see it. It's just too flat and it's too. And you'll you'll see what I mean about sound mixing. Like someone gets kicked and they hit. Maybe the wall your cinema like, fucked it up. You go to Indians. That's your problem. You don't get to go. You don't go to the Woking cinema and hang out with the rats. <laughs> um, didn't yeah. see any rats. I was there all day. I didn't see a single rat. The next film I'm going to go see. I'm going to go see some real crap. I think Escape Room is out in the UK soon. Escape Room. Yeah, it's the really bad one. Not Escape Plan. The Sylvester Stallone no, franchise. No. Although that's getting the third one. Yeah, the second one's on Netflix now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that was released this year to arousing nothing. It was. What's that phrase? Straight to DVD. Oh, there's a fucking... <sighs> the silence was deafening. There you go. And all that. Like, oh, the crowd goes mild. Mm, there, there you go. go. There you go. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Wrestling same, terms. same as Aquaman. The crowd goes mild. Um, but yeah, like... Other When's than that, Captain Marvel out? March? I think it's sooner than that, isn't it? No, it's March. Because Avengers is April. No, Avengers is May, April or it's May. No, Avengers is April. Definitely April. All right. Well, let's do this quickly. What are you looking forward to in the new year? I'm pretty sure Captain Marvel's like February or okay, January. Okay, so Captain Marvel is going to release... God, I don't fucking know. Uh, release date is probably a good idea. So Captain Marvel is released 8th of March in the US. It's bullshit. And in the UK, 8th of March as well. And then we've got Avengers uh, Endgame. Is released 26th of April. Yeah, Thomas April. See, yeah. you're so wrong, you're right. you fucking idiot. You're right, you're right. And we've got Captain Marvel as well. Yep, yeah. got Captain Marvel is going to be March 8th. No, and Shazam. Oh, Shazam. The real Captain Marvel. When is Shazam being released? Who gives a shit? I think Shazam will be better. It's got Mark Strong in it. I think Shazam will be better than Aquaman. It's got Mark Strong in it because he hasn't it's been a bold comic villain. Because that's a terrible idea and of course they did that. <laughs> That's 20 days before cinema is ruined for every scene. Marvel should just release Avengers that day. Just move it back. <laughs> Do you remember when they released Batman v Superman and then Marvel announced they were releasing Civil War yeah. and everyone was like, what? They're nuts to go up against Batman v Superman. And it's like Marvel just stared at DC. They stared and DC blinked. And, and fucking they fucking bat- left it. They <laughs> left it. They fucking followed it. Fucking... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Marvel. We won't do it again. They still made some money, though. They did. They Batman v Superman made a silly amount of money, didn't it? Yeah. Nine hundred some million. Fucking no, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's been a load of bullshit. Yeah, right. We just said the same opinions we've said multiple times throughout the year. Wasn't well, that fantastic? Well, we hadn't reviewed Sp- in Spider Man into the Spider Verse, didn't no, we? No, that's so? true. Or Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. That's a film. It's fucking bad. I, I'm going to go see Shazam because I've got Odeon Unlimited, so of course I'm going to go see it. Um, but um, I, I, I've watched some fantastic films in the cinema over the years. Yeah, right, I, went see, I went to see fucking. I went to see um, what's that film with Ben Affleck and Jiggly? No, Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake, where he's the the gambling thing. And oh he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I went to see that in the cinema. Why? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I went to go see. So I saw saw Police Academy Seven, in Batman vs Superman. So. Justice League in the cinemas. Well, Justice League's a masterpiece. We all know. I was going to see Spider-Man 3 in cinemas. Spider-Man 3 is great. Fucking X-Men 3. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2. <coughs> uh, I didn't see Homecoming in cinemas. No, I've seen 
friggin' Police Academy 7, so I've officially seen the worst film anyone could possibly see in the the cinema. Like, I saw saw Eight Legged Freaks in the cinema twice. That's a classic. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I saw Sliver in the cinema. Um, The Sharon Stone film. Hills of Eyes. Hills of Voice, yeah. or the remake. Yeah. I've seen Hills of Voice 2, which has got whole sequences where they've clearly reshot it in front of a green screen. Yeah. That film. I watched both of them. Yeah, no, I saw both of them. Um, I saw 28 Days Later in the cinema <laughs> when I was 12. That was, fucking, that. that was fucking terrifying. Well, me and my friends, so here's, here's a little backstory oh, on sneaking into the cinema. So Working Cinema, right, has the most lax rules on getting into films. They never had anyone at the doors back then. So we bought tickets. You used to be able to go in a lift and get into the cinema without buying a ticket. Really? Yeah, there used to be. Do you know where the Ben and Jerry stand is? There used yeah. to be a little arcade thing there. Yeah. And there was a lift, and you could literally just get in the lift in the Peacock Centre, and it would take you straight up into there, and just because it was the it was like the um, disabled lift. Oh. And yeah, you just walk straight into the cinema. Shit. Yeah. So uh, I went to I went to the cinema. I bought a ticket for one thing, and then I went to go and watch Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah. Um, I was twelve, so I can only assume I was about five foot one. Um, and when the person came down, because they used to come down with those little red torches to have a look down the aisle. Yeah. When they came down, as I said, I said to my mate Joe, who was also about five foot nothing, I said to him, just, just lean up real high in your seat and they won't notice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's obviously it's two 12 year olds just with tiny heads just leaning up. You should like, have sat on each other's shoulders. <laughs> but uh, they, didn't, they didn't drag us out. I did uh, the same during The Hills of Eyes, didn't get dragged out, wasn't old enough to see that in cinema either. Where the fuck did you go see The Hills of Eyes remake in the cinema? I don't know. It was just, it was movie week and we went to go see that. Jesus. I know. Terrible. Jesus. But still, I've seen worse. But um, I saw Dragonheart. Dragonheart in the cinema. Dragonheart's great. <laughs> Don't diss Dennis Quaid films. I'm Dennis Quaid. I'm British sometimes. But other times, I'm America. <laughs> Got no respect for the Oh, this is fucking terrible. Um, but yeah, no, like, I've seen some terrible films. But, you know, this year we've got some good ones coming. You've got Us. You've got Escape Room. Pacific Rim Uprising came out this year, didn't it? Ugh. I haven't seen that. Still better than Aquaman. <coughs> better than Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman wasn't great. Wonder Woman's good. I told you. It's very good. Someone who could write a film could write a better film from the stuff they had for you're Wonder really Woman. You're really bad. You're just racist against DC. No, I told you how to make a better film. And I give you a better ending. And then they go, the ending we have is tanks in an abandoned airport because Civil War did it. And I think that Marvel have got an idea here. Airports. Abandoned. It's not abandoned. There's loads of people there. There's a specific sequence after the film's ended where all of them get up and they help each other get up and they're just like, we oh, don't have to fight anymore. I'm assuming I blacked out. Paying attention, that's your problem. Blacked out from the anger because of the big laser fights. Yeah, had enough of the big laser fights. It wasn't any lasers. He was freaking swords everywhere. CGI laser people fights. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I don't like DC films. They've not been very good. I I miss Batman. I miss Batman 1989. Batman didn't kill people. Batman always kills people. He Batman didn't loves... kill people, and then he came he back. He strapped a bomb to a clown. Clown. He didn't kill him though. Really, you don't think the bomb he strapped to the clown? No, it went kaboomo, and then the clown was fine. That's hmm. how those films work. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, this has been Critical Apocalypse episode one hundred. This is the end of year celebration, twenty nineteen. Woo, YOLO. Um, we're going into the new year. We've already said what we're looking forward to. Are there any games you're excited about? Are there any games? FIFA twenty twenty. Yeah, FIFA 20, yeah. FIFA 2020. Yeah. It's true for FIFA 2020. No, there's nothing that I can think of that's been shouting out to me, really. Um, I'm kind of excited for, there's potentially Bloodborne 2 going to be announced. Days Gone might finally be released. Below's been released the last week. I didn't get a chance to download it yet. Um, 
Only Persona 5 is apparently um, coming, coming out on Switch. Switch yeah. yeah, that I'm looking forward to. Um, anything else? Uh, is there anything coming out? There's a new Kurt, there's that new Yoshi game, isn't there? The yeah. woolly thing, whatever it is. We've got the re release of su- new Super Nintendo Mario Bros. U. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out. Um, I, know, that, that, I can't think of anything like all the uh, big exclusives were like this year, weren't they? Yeah, we're in that awkward period where it's like the E three six months away. So why would they possibly release yeah. anything? Well, places are not doing E three this year, are they? Yeah, they they'll have an event at the same time just mm. down the road. It's the same thing yeah. all the companies do. Um, Resident Evil two that's coming out. No, it's out in February. Looking forward to that. Yeah. That's something to look forward to. Um, well, this is fucking depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Might as well just kill ourselves now. Yeah, if you want. Alright. Alright. I'm going to try to slowly slip my wrist with a copy of Zardoz. you got Nez Classic. That I bought you for your birthday, you prick. Um, got a copy of Zardoz. I've seen Zardoz multiple times. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I know. This is the new 2K restoration. Yeah, I'll original. watch it. You know, it's classic. You can play some games on there. You played Star Tropics. I'm a little bit jealous still. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to play Star Tropics. You've had a NES, you had a NES classic. No, I didn't have a SNES classic. You had a NES classic. I had a SNES classic. You had a NES one. No, I I gave you the NES. I had a SNES. I gave the SNES to my brother as a birthday present, a Christmas present. I've now got a PlayStation classic that's eventually going to come. Because I'm going to buy one again. <laughs> and then I've got my Raspberry Pi Zero. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, but yeah, so it's episode 100. That's it. That's us over. Um, yep. You know, uh, if you want to talk to Ant or find Ant anyway, no, he's on Twitter. Don't. You're an LV54 Space Monkey. And then you've also, you you told me recently you've you've joined, you've joined, you okay? <sighs> you've joined a, a new a new site about, about you know, um, the shallowness of man called YouTube, in which you just talk about yourself. Tell us about that. How's that going? How many followers have you got? I don't fucking know. How many followers have you got on YouTube? 700 something. 720 something. Playing fucking modest here. Um, If you want to see what he produces when I'm not around, which is infinitely better in quality, you can find him at Mellow Gaming. You can find him at Mellow Gaming on YouTube. And then if you want me, you know, come find me. Fucking Nazi perks. (laughs) No, if you want to find me, I'm at Critterboyables on YouTube. On YouTube, on on Twitter. <laughs> so how come you didn't give film of the year to Overlord? Well, I couldn't. Why? Because it wasn't as good as Spider Man. Oh. As much as I loved Overlord, I didn't say it was a perfect film. In fact, I noted a bunch of its flaws. Oh, you were masturbating while talking about. I it. fucking love that film, but it's nowhere near as good as Enter the Spider Verse or Into the Spider Verse. Um, it just isn't. Sadly, <laughs> when you see it, you'll understand because it is very much like I've a seen sliver. It. You haven't seen Overlord. I've seen Into the Spider Verse. All oh, right. Um, and you can find me at Critapocalypse on Twitter or you can find me on YouTube as Critapocalypse I don't do anything on YouTube but I'm there you know just hanging about um, as always Trump fucks kids can't just accuse him of stuff like that he, he's got lawyers and he'll so he flew on a plane that Jeffrey Epstein owned called the Lolita Express they have his name on documents relating to flights on that plane oh, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein was well known for taking children very, very young children, ferrying them across countries and having celebrities who paid to fly on a service that would then be able to have sex with those children. Multiple children have come forward. A lot of them have been suppressed. Jeffrey Epstein has actually been 
he's actually a paedophile. He's registered as a sex offender because he's been he's mm. been convicted of these crimes. He only served six months because he's friends with Donald Trump. But Donald Trump's name is on that fucking dossier. So clearly, someone's been writing the old Lolita Express, and if one person's been accused of it and convicted of it, then another person must have been fucking doing it. And by the way, if they want to go after people and they want to be like, oh, Hillary Clinton and all that. Yes, Bill Clinton did write it as well. I don't give a fuck. Burn him at the stake as well. Just get rid yeah, of get rid of that idea. Trump cunt. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Trump actually fucks kids. Like, it's not even a joke. This is why I've been saying it for months. I'm trying to warn people. He does fuck children. You're just upset he turned you down. So does Roy Moore. Roy Moore fucks kids. It's like if you watch Homeland 2, that bit where Trump's in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. if, they, if you watch, like you can only just catch it when you catch it in the last frame. You can see a security guard about to grab yeah. him. Just it just comes in the edge of the frame. It's the fact he's wearing his big erection hiding jacket. Hmm. What's with his trousers? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. That would make me laugh so much when I saw that. Um, one of my favorite things that I discovered. I mean, it's like when someone's made WWE character on a game, right? They've, they've done the they've done things and they've just widened the ankles out and then stopped at the feet. They left the feet on the default size. It's a bit like if Peter, actually made him a bit smaller. It's like if Peter Griffin existed in real life because hmm. he's got like the legs that go like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, an interesting thing I found out today, in Scrooge, there's actually a joke at Trump's expense. Yeah, in Scrooge, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't it today, I, you told me that yesterday. Yeah, I didn't realise, I didn't realise until recently when I saw it, I was like... Yeah, it smells of piss. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah, it smells of piss down here, it's freezing cold, where Jesus we? Christ, where am oh, I? We'm... Oh, I must be in Trump Tower. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic, great. Scrooge is fantastic. Um, but yeah, as always, Trump fucks kids, he's a massive paedophile, what a fucking arsehole. So is Roy Moore, you people vote for him, because you're all fucking psychopaths. But America, we love you. Without America, we wouldn't have any entertainment. Much like without Brexit, we wouldn't have any racist assholes in the country. I mean, with Brexit, we can be locked in with the... Oh, we would still no. have racist assholes in the country. Oh, no, we're going to be locked in with the racist assholes. There's assholes. a lot of racism in Britain, even without Brexit. It's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my arm. Your arm? My You've arms. got a racist arm. My arm. <laughs> you're like, it's like the hand that Michael Caine film. It keeps typing yeah. alt-right shit, and you're like, no! Ah... Uh. I recently watched Dead Snow 2 again recently. That's a really good film. People don't people don't rate it, but it's actually really funny. No. Have you seen Dead Snow or Dead Snow 2? No. No. Never mind. Have a good couple of weeks, guys. And see you see you see you with uh, episode one oh one. Big celebration. Oh. Big celebration. Oh. Get you a chocolate. Oh I better. Get you I want chocolate cho- now. One chocolate. Do you want a chocolate now? You've got chocolate. I might have. Have you been fucking hiding chocolate from I me? I might have a chocolate that I can give you. Would you like a chocolate? For sake. Where are you getting it from? I need to go to the toilet before I give you the chocolate. I don't want it. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Love you all. Bye. Bye.